the big 5-0. Perhaps the best is this one. 50 episodes, Nigel. I thought you were saying your age and I was confused. <laughs> no, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. Not yet. Get in there. Because I'm now 57 and what's really interesting, I'm probably healthier, fitter than I was when I was 50. So age is just a number and episode 50 is going to be phenomenal. I feel it. Well, I am 44 and I am fitter, healthier than I was when I was 33, without a doubt. Um, And, you know, if you haven't seen pictures of my before and after, maybe I'll share them somewhere around the time this episode's coming out. Um, Which goes back to the thing that I mentioned at the beginning of the last episode that I said I'd come back to that I remembered at the end of the last episode that I didn't come back to that I should probably come back to now. If ever you are a confusing old geezer, that just was the longest way of saying I forgot to mention the big thing that I was going to share. So if everyone listening, Neil sometimes has an issue because he has this important thing to share, but he has such an important other thing to share that he needs to share that bit first. You got it. So for everyone here, we're starting episode 50 now. We've just wasted two minutes about Neil's something that he wanted to share. <laughs> so let's hear... Bum, ba-da, 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 ba-da. You mean I can't do another shiny new thing first? No, just get on with it because I'm getting bored now of what it might be because it better be bloody good <laughs> after this long introduction. But I'm a monkey and I like shiny new things. No, trust me, this is so <laughs> elephant. To, you've got a preamble and it's a bit like a comedian saying, I've got a joke to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you until later on. Wait, watch this space. Just tell the joke. <laughs> yeah, well, this isn't a joke. Um, so here's a serious point, a little story. Um, having gone from... Not being able to walk up a set of stairs without getting out of breath, being massively obese, having cameras put places they're not supposed to go, ever-growing list of illness, all of that kind of stuff. Um, In 2015, I ran my first ultramarathon. I've done more than one, but I did the first one in 2015. So an ultramarathon technically is anything longer than a marathon. Um, The first one I did was 107 miles long with about... four marathons. Yeah, with about 13,500 feet of climbing it, off-road, on a weekend when a hurricane hit. And you did that for Um, what? Well, to prove that I could, really. Now, it was a multi-day event, okay? So when you say it's roughly four marathons, that's actually what it was. It was a four-day event, and it was roughly four marathons, but the last day was actually 36 miles on its own. So just day four would have counted as an ultra marathon, but it was having already done, you know, in essence, three marathons prior to that over days one, two, and three. Um, But the part of the story that I don't tell very often, which is kind of what I was leading into in the last episode. If you're listening to this episode for the first time, listen to the other 49 episodes. They're so much better. Um, the part of the story I don't tell very often is the day after I ran that first ultramarathon, I ended up in hospital. Well, if you run 110 miles, most people would, wouldn't they? Well, maybe, maybe not. So here's the, like a short version of the story. I woke up in the morning, the day after I'd finished, my alarm was going off on my phone and I always put my phone on charge in a different room in the house, not the bedroom. Okay. So I can hear it and I'm like, I don't want the family to be woken up and everything else. So I got up, I went and turned the alarm off on my phone, and while I'm up, I thought, you know what, I I need a pee. So I go into the bathroom, 
The next thing I remember is being woken up by my wife having collapsed in the bathroom. The next thing I remember after that is a paramedic turning up and putting an ECG on me, which then led to an ambulance coming and them wanting to give me um, some medication to speed up my heart rate because they said it was too slow. The paramedic said, no, don't leave him. Um, and I got rushed to the hospital in this ambulance. You know, they basically said, while he's still talking, he doesn't need medication, but let's get him to the hospital, check him over, etc. Bunch of stuff happened. Um, they put me on a drip because I was a little bit dehydrated. I had uh, really messed up feet from all the running in wet shoes, so they're working on that. But here's the interesting bit. A consultant came along with a clipboard, and uh, he's got all my, you know, all these results from these tests they've been doing and stuff. And he said, Mr. Martin, I think we owe you an apology. I'm thinking, huh? Like, what do we need to apologise to me for, you know? He said, I think we owe you an apology, he said, because it would appear my colleagues don't realise that someone who can run over 100 miles in the space of a few days has the resting pulse of an athlete. See, their whole fear, their whole fear, the whole thing they were worried about was my pulse was too low, my heart rate was too low. But this consultant basically said it was normal for the fitness level I was at. And I remember laying there on this, on this bed in the hospital thinking, he just called me an athlete. And I was like, that's worth more than the medal I got yesterday. Because that's what this was about. You know, this was about me getting fit and proving that to myself. So um, the whole of this story is one word. You were called an athlete by a doctor. Kind of, yeah. God. Kind of. But it's when you were talking about knowing your numbers and your blood pressure and stuff like that. I had this number and you know, I knew what my resting pulse was because I'd been wearing fitness trackers when I've been training and stuff like that. But I didn't know that that's what they were worried about. Because if they'd said to me, you know, your pulse is, I think at the time it was about 46 as a resting, you know, 45, 46 as a resting thing. If they said your pulse is, is 45 and we're worried about you, I could have just said, oh, that's normal. But they didn't actually tell me the okay, detail. But everyone who's listening to this is, is actually thinking one thing. You must have been ill if you fainted and you don't remember anything. What was the reason? So it was a combination of pain from my feet because there were blisters on blisters on blisters on blood blisters. And it was almost like the early onset of trench foot is the way they described it because the weather had been so bad. I'd basically been running in wet shoes and wet socks, even though I'd been changing my shoes and my socks. And I was a little bit dehydrated and that was it. So the whole of this story was you got dehydrated and a doctor called you an athlete. Kind of, yeah. <sighs> okay. Please, when you listen to episode 50, we had 49 much better episodes. And episode 51, I promise you, we'll be back to our normal professional self. <laughs> this is just a blip in the system, which leads me to a point to make that sometimes you will have blips in quality. Just make <laughs> sure that clients are aware of your personal backstory. Because when I was ill and I had to get other people to deliver for me... I knew my blip would have been too big and I couldn't have delivered, so I had other people support me. Episode 50 is just a blip in the system and I promise you we will be back to normal service next week with a much better episode, but it does share something that what really did you was an outside force calling you an athlete because that confirmed to you that you weren't a fat slob anymore who had alcohol issues. You are now a cool athlete. Absolutely. And sometimes validation from a third party is massively important. And so the question is for you, Neil, who have you validated in the last 21 days? 
Ooh, that's quite a deep one. I know, because you see, what happens is the things that we want the most, we should be giving out to other people. So if it was a life-changing moment and the whole of bloody episode 50 was that (laughs) one story, the question is for you, if it meant that much to you, seriously, why haven't you done it to other people? I, I See, in episode 48, yep. I validated your skills as a podcaster. Yep. Just so you know, I want you to be aware I did it to you. Yep. The doctor did it to you. Yeah. It seems your whole life is people validating you. Well, it is interesting because it <laughs> does go both ways, especially when you're coaching, mentoring people. You obviously have to tell them what they're doing right as well as how to improve things. Yeah, but right? this is different. This isn't just as a coach. This might be. But what I was going to say is, but also as a parent, we need to do things like that. You know, as a child of a parent, we need to do stuff like that. You know, with lots of our interactions with people on a day-to-day basis, it's important to tell people we value them and that we give a crap and all of that kind of stuff. And one of the things I was actually going to say is, anyone that's listening to this, if this is the first episode you've listened to, do what Nigel says and go back and listen to some previous ones because you will realise that we have a lot of this playful banter with each other because we actually respect each other and, you know, we've been accused of having a bromance and all kinds of other things. I thought we still were. Well, as I say, we kind of are, right? <laughs> Which is why we can say some of these things in this playful way um, that, you know, you might think we're being serious and Nigel's probably going to go, I was being, um, because that's the kind of thing that he does. No, what I will say is that if one person calls you a horse... They're crazy. And if 10 people go, your horse, it's a conspiracy. But if 50 people go, horse, it's probably time to get a stirrup and saddle. And I'm now telling you for the 50th time how wonderful you are. And the doctor said, what an athlete you are. So I wonder if you but, really but believe... But, but now I'm confused because there's no horse in any of your books. No, but here's the point. <laughs> and I thought he's being silly now. He's now in the defence mode. Here's the point. I wonder if you believe how good you are with the skills that you have as a coach, especially in the letting agency world, especially in your podcasting skills and your writing music skills, I wonder if you believe how good you are. If all those people have said you are, why does sometimes you self-doubt yourself? It's it's true. And so here's, here's something that, again, I wasn't expecting to say. This keeps happening at the moment. Something I wasn't expecting to say on this episode, but I was, um, my, I've got like a mastermind group that I've mentioned before, Rogue Team Alpha. I was with them recently on a Zoom call and we were all talking about like what some of our relative strengths are and the things we do really well and all this kind of stuff. And um, a couple of them were saying some stuff to me and I said, you know what, I actually think my thing is, and this is ironic based on where this episode has gone, is it's storytelling. One of my big things is actually being able to take complicated things and make them appear oh my God. through story. Okay, anyone who's in this episode is thinking, this is so not true, well, but I bet it is based, in other cases. But that's my point. This is maybe the wrong scenario, <laughs> wrong example. Um, but part of that, actually, we came up with this kind of phrase of what I do, which is conversational storytelling. It's like how to have a conversation with someone that uses stories and metaphors and things to take something that's quite hard to understand and make it easy especially around things like business where, you know, I mean, I was in the IT world for years and software is a boring, dry topic. But if you can take what what's a complex issue in the software world and apply it to something people understand in day-to-day life, suddenly the whole thing, you go, oh, I get it now. So this is where your idea of one conversation yeah, that's and where your that book came from. that's coming out very soon 
will be going because it starts with one conversation. Absolutely. Well, the book's not the the book that's coming out very soon isn't the one conversation away book. That is actually the next book that's in like pre planning right now. Um, so Dumb you, beats perfect is the Dumb beats perfect is See, the first are one. Are you impressed that I remembered? I am. I am. Although someone actually recommended to me that it could should be called Get Shift Done. Well, that's really interesting because someone asked me the other day, what do I actually do for companies? And I said, my only job is to make companies a little less shit. Yeah. And someone said to me, what do you mean? I said, because most companies are good, but if we can make them slightly less shit, then their lives and their companies move on. Maybe that should be your next book. Well, let's get the last book finished (laughs) and into Smith's and everywhere else, and then we can talk about it. (laughs) But our time is up for this episode. It's gone so fast because it's all been about you being an athlete. But if you want to be an athlete like Neil and you want him to help you do your podcast, let him know. But what we'd love you to do is to leave a review for us on Apple, Spotify and all the normal places. And if you're interested in coming on our one-day course at the end of January, go to our website. Bestyearstartshere.com forward slash priority. That's bestyear starts here.com forward slash priority and we will see you next week and next week's episode will be much better we'll make it a bit less shit right <laughs> <laughs>